Hi, you're listening to the Creative Outlet. I'm Fiona, a product manager, YouTuber, and late night FM DJ. Every week, I share a story on what inspires me to be creative. I'm fascinated by design, technology, people, languages, and idea that、I、can use what I learn to re- reinvent myself. You will find that I express myself through different languages, witty memes. If you read my newsletter, and you gotta check this out, impeccable formatting. Want more content like this in your inbox? Subscribe to my newsletter at fiona.substack.com. Let this be our creative outlet. Almost as a tradition, every time we go back to Toronto, or Toronto, as how non-Torontonians say it, I must visit the University of Toronto campus, namely the Faculty of Engineering buildings that I spent four years in. Too many painful memories, but after 2020, everything turned into a blessing. I feel fortunate that I got to attend classes in person, nerd out in the libraries. Pull all-nighters in the common room and receive my iron ring in what's known as the ritual of the calling of an engineer. No, notice how and probably most engineers care more about the iron ring ceremony than our actual convocation. Well, convocation is for parents and photo ops. The ring, however, is the real deal. So during my visit. I walk around the front campus, which is under major renovation, by the way, and past Kong Hall. I arrive at the way too familiar engineering complex. I walk into Sanford Fleming, down the hallway to Galbraith, then out to St George Street. Jaywalk to Bayon. What else do you do? Like wait for the light? Nah. I then go up to the second floor, turn right. And look into the inside common room that I spend literally half of my waking hours of college there. Yep, it still looks the same. Then I keep walking down the hallway up to the inside office. Then this very colorful poster caught my eye. You can't see this right now, and it will be hard for me to describe it to you. So please go to my Substack. And check out the visuals yourself. I saw this poster, and I stopped abruptly. Took a few steps in to get a closer look. It said, "U of T Engineering Graduate Attributes." And I thought to myself, "This is it." After graduating, I had numerous chats with interns, new grads, and mentees about my career journey and how I got into product management with a biomed degree. Every time I tell them, you know, I studied biomedical engineering at U of T, which is nothing related to what I do now. <laughs> then I think to myself, if so, then what did I learn from school? Did engineering help me get to where I am at all? It should have, right? Right? But how? Well, I think the answer to that is yes, 
And yes, and this exact poster is the answer. Well, one aspect of it. Okay, allow me to walk you through this rainbow of graduate attributes one by one and see how it tallies up with what I think I should have learned versus what I actually learned and uncover that one thing I took away from all of this education. Disclaimer. The following contains vastly unnecessary nerdy Canadian engineering references and satire that's probably uncalled for. If you're a person not familiar with the matter, please meet the mythical creature that is an UFT engineer. There's a video that's linked to this, so please go to my Substack and watch it. And kindly consider preparing for yourself before proceeding. There is going to be a lot of purple. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay. I've got lots of ground to cover. Let's carry on. First graduate attribute, knowledge base for engineering. Competence in math. Yes, after moving to the US, I can use math to convert Fahrenheit to degrees, which is very helpful in the, hey, how's the weather conversations with Americans. (laughs) Jokes aside, basic math is definitely required but advanced calculus is never used. However, knowing statistics and the p-value is very helpful in understanding experimentation. Based on my observation in these meetings, nobody asked, what is the p-value? So I just assumed that we all took stats. Understand engineering fundamentals. When in doubt, always refer back to the first principles. The first principles actually came up in my first few one-on-ones with my manager. I think he would have thought that I'm a fraud if I didn't know it. It's like, do you really have an engineering degree if you don't know first principles? Yikes. Which then gave me permission to ask a lot of whys, known as Socratic questioning during my first time there using my newbie card, such as, Why is this built this way? Or why do users need this? Possess specialized knowledge. If fundamentals covered breadth, then specialized knowledge give me depth. I know how to pipe liquids, operate a centrifuge, and read DNA. Best part? How to write five pages of possible sources of error during the three hours of waiting in the lab. Needless to say, This taught me to be patient, detail-oriented, reflective, and multitaskable. Please, I never want to go back to labs. Second attribute, problem analysis. Characterize an engineering problem. The Quebec Bridge was collapsed in 1907 because the calculations were not properly checked. Formulate a solution. Create a checklist. Enforce safety protocols, appoint a new chief engineer, and rebuild in nine years. Formulate and interpret a model. An appropriate process or a combination of processes need to be in place for the problem at hand. For example, in developing a software, it's best to use waterfall, agile, or iterative, or a combination of these processes. Also, one should always 
double, triple, and quadruple check. Especially when a small error like this can literally cost lives, or taxpayers a, a few hundred mils. Uh, space NASA, what were you guys doing? So redundancy here is our friend. Execute solution. Besides rebuilding the bridge with a robust process, mold the fallen iron debris into rings. Distribute to engineering graduates and command them to wear it on the pinky of their dominant hand. So when they sign off on a calculation, they leave a dent on the page and remember to never make the same mistakes again. Clink clink clink. This is my iron. Third attribute, investigation. Define a problem. Use the first principle's thinking to remove assumptions and only focus on the facts that make up the problem. I don't have time to write this newsletter post. No, I have far more time than I think I have, especially in lockdown. So saying that I don't have time to write is just a convenient excuse to spend the time on other things. Using first principles thinking means asking how much time I can spend on writing, and we all know it's more than what I admit. So knowing that I actually have the time required, I then need to reframe the problem to find why I'm choosing others over writing, what's blocking me from writing this very post, and what I can do to overcome that. Well. Turned out that I started off this post too ambitiously, wanting to elaborate and tell a story for all twelve attributes, and incorporate a right balance of satire. The first two attributes took me a while to get it presentable, and the thought of writing ten more just seemed daunting. Also, I needed to familiarize myself with these engineering lingo again. And think of school and work scenarios to use as examples. So I pushed it off for days, then weeks, and now we're in May, and I had to substitute my instant gratification from publishing a post to publishing vlogs. Hashtag meta to the max. Devise and execute a plan to solve a problem. This problem was blocking me from writing anything new, so I had to think a few plans. One, do a pass on the remaining attributes and jot down the first thing that came to mind. This breaks down the daunting task into smaller pieces and gets my rusty engineering brain spinning throughout the day. Second, do something that relates to this. Luckily, I was prepping for a product school talk on how I got into PM with a biomed degree, so I double dipped on the prepar、uh, preparations there. One bird, one stone, two birds. Third, find and schedule recurring time to write. I found nighttime to be the most optimal for writing. Dim the lights, play some lo-fi hip hop, and volume up for those keyboard ASMR. Fourth, choose a few attributes to focus on, and eh, the rest. Not all twelve attributes were made equal, and some had a stronger impact on me than others. I don't have to kill myself by coming up with a compelling story for each. Hey, this is my newsletter. 
I set the rules, and I can have fun with it if I want to. But please don't unsubscribe. Five, get help. I got through my first draft and asked my friends to proofread and give me feedback. I'm looking at their notes side by side right now to see how I can make this post more enjoyable or more convoluted. Use critical analysis to reach valid conclusions supported by the results of the plan. Let's start with the results, shall we? If you're reading this or listening to this, then my problem has been solved. So, check mark. Now let's analyze my plans critically to see if they would lead to the same results. For the first one, we can probably all attest to this. The psychology today puts in writing. When facing a big challenge, breaking down a large project or situation into small, reasonable tasks, bit by bit, adds up to a brilliant whole. Is a key strategy. Second. I just did the same work for the product school talk, so it's the same work but wrapped in a different project. Third, from saying that I don't have time to blocking time in my calendar to dedicate to this, the work count should be guaranteed to increase, right? Quality, however, is questionable. Fourth. I give myself permission to opt out writing about attributes that I don't resonate with, and focus on the ones that、I、have strong opinions on. Lastly, their feedback unveiled where needed more work and aspects of the attributes that I missed. Having had other eyes on the draft, and even some I enjoy reading this, give me the confidence to finally publish it for you to read. Fourth attribute. Design. Frame a complex, open-ended problem in engineering terms. Categorize the problem in an engineering discipline and use respective engineering terms to concisely describe it, so your fellow engineers can understand and your dinner guests are in awe of your sophisticated vocabulary. Generate a diverse set of candidate engineering design solutions. It's really important to have options. So I can compare the pros and cons for the best bang for my buck. I find it helpful to use the scamper technique to get option B, option ZZ, and option YYZ. Select candidate engineering design solutions for further development. When selecting the final candidates, a rigorous evaluation framework needs to be in place. Rice is a great. Framework for product decisions. It's not only handy for the PM interview, but also useful in actual roadmap planning. Though there are definitely more than four factors to consider in real life. Advance an engineering design to a defined end state, starting with a back of the neck kitten drawing or otherwise lovely named PM art. I find it a bit offensive, but let's go with that. I then bring that to a designer with actual design training to make it look more legit and coherent. Attribute number five: use of engineering tools. Use fundamental modern techniques, resources, and engineering tools. My response to that: Google. Use discipline-specific techniques, resources, and engineering tools. My response to that. 
Google. Well, Google first and then PubMed for more credibility. Recognize limitations of the tools used. Guys, always remember to <laughs> always remember to factor in the uncertainty of the measuring apparatus, such as rulers and weights, and carry these plus minus 0.05 centimeter in all later calculations. I also learned that there will be bias all over the internet and in prestigious scholarly journals such as <clears throat> PubMed. So it's critical to seek out different perspectives before forming my own opinion. Sixth attribute, individual and team's work. Establish and monitor team organizational structure. An org chart that details everyone's responsibilities is immensely helpful, not for only the team, but new members and partner teams too. I highly recommend pinning the chart and update it whenever there's a change. In terms of monitoring the org structure, to be honest, I it's above my pay grade, but I think it's useful to be in the know when you suddenly becomes an individual contributor from a lead. Hashtag lead code time. Promote team effectiveness through individual action. Good things are meant to be shared. I recommend everyone to use Notion whenever I get a chance. Be successful in a team-based project. I learned that team success comes before individual success. If the team enjoyed working together, had a good time, then everyone already won. In order to get there, I need to first do my part, empathize with others, help each other, and most importantly, don't throw anyone under the bus. It's just not worth it. It can be undone and it looks terrible on you. Seventh attribute, communication skills. Identify and credibly communicate engineering knowledge. When I say, hey, you say, how? hey, how? there's a hilarious video that you need to watch. So go to Substack and watch this. Use different modes of communication. Do you remember this? Print, hello world. Sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it. I think it's critical to get to know your teammates' preferred communication style and leverage that to build a better relationship and get things done faster. In most cases, people tend to respond to an ask better if I ask them one-on-one -on -one versus tagging them in a post. Also a little bit passive aggressive there, might I add. If it's an ask for an important person, I will make sure to craft a cohesive but concise story to emphasize my points because I know they didn't read my previous 10 messages. Develop communication through an iterative process. This is my process. Feel free to modify it for your own case. So this is what I do. I read, think, write, think, speak, listen, think, read, think, write, think, and then trying to remember what I read first. Do you remember? Eighth attribute, professionalism. 
Describe engineering roles in a broader context pertaining to the environment, health, safety, and public welfare. Hey, as engineers, we're here to solve problems and leave the world a better place than we found it. I think that's a perfect description for engineers. Recognize the impact of engineering within global society, the broader public interest. In developing a COVID-19 vaccine within a year of the, of the outbreak is engineering on steroids. I am floored by the velocity of R&D and accuracy. Humanity is actually being saved by this very vaccine. Plus, the work that Engineering Without Borders is doing has always been epic. Yes, let's support them. Behave in a professional manner. Absolutely. Hold the door open for the person behind you. Stop the traffic for passing beers and their cups. And never, ever leave the house without the ring. Ninth attribute. Impact of the engineering on society and environment. Understand relationships among technology and the social, cultural, economic, and environmental conditions of society, both locally and globally, in the short and long term. So how I interpret this is that next time when you're offered a beef burger and an impossible burger, understand the impact of your actions on the environment. Mm-hmm. Identify and choose alternative ways to mitigate or prevent adverse social, environmental, health, and safety impacts. Three words. Wear a mask. Demonstrate awareness of legal issues relevant to an engineering society or to an engineering activity. One word. Vote. Tenth attribute. Ethics and equity. Recognize ethical and equity-based dilemmas. Should I be happy that it's summer weather in April? Ugh. Apply the code of ethics and equity principles. When I find in one cent coin in Canada, I should not spend it, but turn it to a nearby museum because it's national treasure now. Add ethically and demonstrate individual accountability. If anything, don't jinx other people's PRs. Attribute number 11, economics and project management. Estimate the life cycle economic and financial costs and benefits for relevant engineering activities. Hmm. Will investing in electric cars save us more money in the long run? Yes. Evaluate the economic and financial performance of engineering activity and compare alternative proposals on the basis of these measures. Sexy electric cars or a roaring Porsche 911 GT3 RS rooming by. Between a Tesla and a Porsche, oof, I honestly can't decide. Read and understand financial statements for engineering activities. Yes. Expensive. <laughs> Plan and manage engineering activities to be within time and budget constraints. Yes, but maybe just a little bit over by 
a few years or a few decades. Now we come to the last graduate attribute. Number 12, lifelong learning. Independently summarize, analyze, synthesize, and evaluate information from a wide variety of sources. For me, being able to read a book or article and extract the main argument succinctly is a must-have skill, especially when I'm taking notes in a spec review when I have a lot to jot down and I need to jot down people's feedback, the changes I need to make, telemetry that I need to collect, and people I need to follow up with, whilst synthesizing everything into a formatted summary 30 minutes max after the meeting. Yeah, I say good luck with that. Develop a strategy to identify and address gaps in knowledge. I will never know everything, and that's not my goal. The goal is to know a little bit more than the person who I was yesterday. The best strategy I learned is to be curious and ask thoughtful questions along the way. I'm quoting a tweet by Marquez Brownlee. He said, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. The more you know you don't know, the more you don't know you know you don't know. Isn't that clever? So looking at this poster and the 12 graduate attributes was like looking at a mirror. This is how I feel about engineering and what it has taught me. If you have this burning why in your chest that you want to figure out how things work, how you can build something from scratch, and you have this undying curiosity to get to know what you don't know, engineering might just be for you. Now, the final takeaway from all of this. If the world taught me to stay curious, then engineering taught me how to make sense of this curiosity and teach it to others. Well, with a sprinkle of trolling thrown into the mix, of course. BFC, where are you at? One last disclaimer. I hope you didn't take this post completely seriously. There are definitely some heartfelt takeaways, but, you know, if you know, you know. And hashtag trust me, I'm an engineer. Thank you so much for listening to this far. I'd like to thank my friends who proofread this draft and gave me valuable feedback. This post has been 1.5 months in the works since March. I am 67 percent satisfactory of the turnout well life lifelong learning right (laughs) if you found this amusing in any way i love it if you could share it with a friend or on social media this will help my newsletter a lot so that's been it that is the one thing that engineering taught me after five years and 50k intuition I hope you you enjoyed this post and if you like to listen or read more of my writings, please subscribe to fiona.substack.com. That is F-I-O-N-N-A dot S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K dot com. 
Alright, I'll see you in the next one. Bye!